What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Hey, Bubs, this is Cal Dodd. You're now listening to Geek Vibes Live. Presents Geek Casting Couch. That's right, Wolverine. Thanks for helping me out with that introduction, Caldog. That was great. So this is a first-time episode of what I am going to call Geek Casting Couch, a, uh, a podcast in which we take a subject. Uh, in, in this one, we're going to be talking about the X-Men and basically the MCU. If they were to have the X-Men for Phase 5, who we would pick for each cast member and what we do about the story. So it's, it's a fan casting experience and I'm very happy that we're trying it for the first time. And I want to introduce my two co-hosts and, and guests, I guess you could say, well, not really. Um, Kanan and Joel. Kanan, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm super excited. And, uh, you know, I, I tried to find a really good image to promote, uh, geek casting couch. And when you type casting couch into Google, um, yeah, you don't you don't find a lot of savory pictures. So needless to say, I just went with the X Men versus savory? The Avengers. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. God dang it! That's what my that's what my friend said. I was like, that's not what I'm going for. Anyways, um, and then of course, Joel. Uh, Joel, have you been watching casting couch videos lately? As much as I can, you know, that's where I knew where it was coming from. <laughs> we all do. It's okay. Uh, anyways, besides giving a plug to a porn website, that, that's fine. Um, we also have a lot of casting <laughs> to do. So, like I said, uh, you know, more of an introduction to get into it. Uh, unfortunately, I realize, guys, uh, bad timing because it looks like Comcast might be buying out the Fox franchise. So they can be dicks and allow Universal to not have control over the X-Men and the Fantastic Four until they get it all back, basically, legally. And these are the same people that are, you know, cop-blocking, if you will, uh, both the Hulk and the So I still believe as well. I'm sure Kanan does. We all believe that that Disney will get the Fox properties just because. (laughs) Just because, I mean, the concept of having these characters, I think, are good for two reasons. It gets all the Marvel characters together, and it gives more characters that we know that we love down the road to be introduced into the MCU. So, so you know, if they're going to introduce some cool characters in this arc, in, 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 phase, uh, in phase four, if you will, you know, you got, you got Nova, possibly. You got uh, lots of people, uh, Miss Marvel taking full, full form, Doctor Strange, and more characters will be introduced. Then you get Fantastic Four and X-Men in Phase 5. Are you kidding me? Pretty cool if that were to happen. So we're going we're gonna to pretend, Joel and Kanan, that this is happening. And we're controlling 
who is going to be cast these characters. So how we're going to break down this is first we're going to go, uh, we have 10 X-Men that we're going to be talking about casting. We're going to go one person after the other, uh, talking about each one. Uh, once we get through that 10, we all have a wild card. Uh, after the wild card, basically, we're going to talk about the plot idea that we have. And then the last part will be us explaining the villain. Um, kind of a, it kind of goes in together, the villain with the plot. The villain with the plot. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that impersonation anymore. Anyways, um, the villain with the plot. And then at the end of it, you know, we're going to ask you guys to vote who has the best and to share your castings for each character. Remember, no one's wrong in this. It's fan casting. It's all fun. And uh, let's start off with the X-Men in the MCU. All right, guys. Um, all right, so our list, our wonderful list, um, let's go to the top of it. We're going to go over Professor X first. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess I, let's just, you know, so it's more easy. It'll be me, then Kanan, then you, Joel, because you're always last anyways in life. Um, so uh, sure. I'll go first. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick Mark Strong uh, from you guys don't know who that is. People that bad with names. Yeah. Kick-Ass. Uh, he, is, he was in Kingsman. He was also Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie. One of the only good things about that. I think he's a great choice. Kanan, uh, who did you pick? Um, I picked Mark Strong as well. So great minds think alike. Mm. Well, sheesh. Now, now I'm starting, I was definitely... I'm starting to guess my idea. <laughs> I was definitely uh, now you're gonna second guess your strong. idea. <laughs> no, I was leaning there before. Now I'm going. I I chose Ralph Fiennes. That's my choice. Oh, that was my I, second I choice. Somebody, yep, I, I got him for somebody down the road, so I will not mention. Oh, but yes, good oh. choice. Okay, Ralph I like Fiennes that works. idea. All right, so um, two Mark Strongs to a Ralph Fiennes. Okay, that's going good. Good so far. Those are two great choices. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I, I think those yeah, could be sure. the top two. Uh, for sure, I agree. Uh, I think I think you you could say that if, if Gary Oldman were to commit to, to going bald, um, and and you know I think mm-hmm. that he would be a good Professor X, but I just that's you know, not a bad option. That's going to happen. Okay, let's not get into other names yet. Let's not get into other people yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, all right. Don't, so don't mention we'll, another name yet. Yeah. Straight. Yeah, just keep it straight Let's go to, with who we're on, and then we'll talk about other people later. So we did okay. Professor okay. X. I'm going to let you, if you talk again. Okay. All right. Let's go to Cyclops, <laughs> guys. Um, I got Darcy Montgomery uh, from Power Rangers and Stranger Things. Uh, I think that Zachary. he I, he I do too. I think he was great in Stranger Things, and there, there's something about him that could have been Wolverine. But I thought what he showed in Power Rangers as the leader of the Red Ranger, I think that he'd be a perfect Cyclops. Kanan, who do you got? Okay, I actually have three names, and one of them already. Yes, I have. But I'm just going to go through them. Uh, now, my okay. uh, Wait, you tell us first like, choice to, to chill out on the. <laughs> no, I'm saying don't go into like who you don't go into people for like this like that. We're just going to stick with the list, and then we can go. No, and no, say, oh, I want that person to play for this. Okay, so my side class, <clears throat> my three, three of my choices uh, would be Robbie Amell, uh, okay. wow. Dan, Dan Stevens. I know he's in Legion, <clears throat> but if Fox gets like bought him. out by Disney, they can recast. He could play Cyclops, or 
Sam Claflin, uh, who okay. played like, in uh, like The Hunger him. Games. Yes. Yeah, I like him. I like him, too. All right, Joel. I went a little bit older than you did, Dane. I went with uh, Army Hammer. Nice. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That is a good one. Slim right there, baby. To... Slim. <laughs> no, and I want to explain the reasoning, and it will get more with my plot, but the reason why I'm picking younger people is because I'm thinking and projecting if they're in their early 20s to mid-20s, they'll be almost 30 by the time the movies come around. So that was – but, you know, they can be whatever age. I'm just like, you know, saying. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So you understand my reasoning, basically. All right. So we I have do. Jean Grey. Um, I got Disney's darling herself, Daisy Ridley, playing her. I think she would be perfect. I think that she's displayed different emotional levels uh, for a character to be able to encompass someone that becomes Phoenix. Uh, who do you got, Kanan? I have two names. I have Deborah Ann Wool or Evan Ooh. Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood. I love both those mm, choices. That's not bad. I either. love both those choices. Not yes. bad. All right, Joel. I went Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, nice. I was going to go there. I was going to go there. All I like right. Bryce Dallas. All right, for Iceman, I have Ansel Elgort from Baby Driver. I think that, you know, the concept of some of the aspects (laughs) of him, I think that he would make it, he would would bring the charm, the charisma, and he's a really good actor. And if they were to go the route uh, where he's kind of like, you know, um, fighting with his sexuality sort of concept, trying to come off like this cocky guy, but really he might be gay or something like that, uh, I, I think that he's an actor that could approach it and bring it with dignity and also, like, you know, carry it well, where it would be believable. Kanan, who do you got for Iceman? Uh, for Iceman, I have, I have three names, but I'm only going to give two because I don't really like the first <laughs> choice. Uh, I have Dylan O'Brien, but the next okay. pick is who that's I really would want, choice. and that's uh, Dylan O'Brien, or my, my pick would be Dave Franco. He can play mm, a homosexual bad character. Either. And like he's that. young. He's really talented. I think he could pull it off. Dave, he's gay in neighbors. Well, neighbors. He was. Too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was. He, could, he was great know, in neighbors. Yeah. He was great in the the disaster artist too with his brother. Um, who did you have for Ice Man, yeah. Joel? I had Brian. That's why I thought it was a great choice. <laughs> that is a really good choice. I like Dylan O'Brien a lot. I think oh. he can pull it off. Yeah, no, actually, I mean, we'll hear him later on for me, but, you know, well, I'm not going to get there yet. Uh, I, I definitely like the name Dylan O'Brien, though, I'll just say that. All right, um, going on, uh, John Boyega is my beast. Uh, I think that the aspects I've seen with, with him, he's a very intelligent actor. He plays usually roles where they're an intelligent person. I think he could really embody that character well, and also – be the emotional support that's intelligent and kind of like leads them that way, if you will, um, and can deal with the aspects, you know, of what it's like to be a mutant. He already previously kind of had to deal with that, but he's he's humble, he's intelligent, he he rises above all and kind of uses that. Um, Kanan, who do you have for Beach? Man, there's only one person I can think of to encap- uh, encapsulate the, the the body of Beast and the mannerisms, and that's Andy Circus. Oh, so mocap. Motion capture. That's interesting. 
It's not a bad idea. I think, he, I I think like he could do. I think he could do it with makeup as well because he has the. Uh, he has kind of the features. Um, yeah, I, like, I, think I love it. Yeah, I think he could do it really well. So Andy Circus would be my choice for Beast. Not a bad choice. Oh. Uh, all right, Joel. Who do you got for Beast? I went a little bit outside the box here. Um, a little bit older, like uh, like I did with the Army, but I went with Jordan Peele. Oh, I love nice. that. Yeah, that's good. He could do a little party, a little bit of smart look, smart looking guy, smart guy in general. But I think he could pull off both. You know. I, I dude, I, I dig, I dig both of those choices definitely. All right, so next one, Angel. Um, I picked Alexander Ludwig. Uh, I thought he's someone that I liked a lot in Hunger Games, and he just joined Vikings as well. And I think that he's a great actor. Shows intensity. Still has that baby faced look um, to him. Yeah, he's a big dude. I think that he would really be. <laughs> yeah, and he's a big dude. I think that he could play Warren pre Archangel and also Archangel, and that that was something that really went through my mind. Uh, Kaden, who do you got for Angel? I, Gotham is coming to an end next year, so my choice for Angel is Cameron Monaghan. Nice. Oh, okay. That's uh, I did not see it coming. All right, not bad. Interesting. I like it. All right, uh, Joel, who do you got? I went with the uh, current TV uh, heartthrob, Justin Hartley, formerly Green Arrow on Smallville. Good choice. I like it. Chisel, he looks he looks great. Um, definitely for the uh, role of Angel, for sure. All right, next we have the Mutant Rogue, the Southern Bale. Um, I picked, uh, man, Nadia Dyer from uh, Stranger Things. Um, she's, all, she's from the South originally, so she already has that going for her. She has the innocence mm-hmm. that I think that she can project in the character from the comic books. And also, you know, within the next three or four years, she'll be a little bit older, and I think she'll, she, she's already a beautiful, beautiful girl, so I think that she could definitely embody that type of strong-willed, I'll kick your ass, but fun-loving character that Rogue is, especially displayed in the cartoon, which a lot of my stuff is based off of. Uh, who do you got, Kanan? Yeah, me too. Uh, this might be a little bit outside the box, but I went with uh, Alicia Vikander. Oh, that's definitely uh, not what I I like that. Okay. Yeah. Damn good actress too. Um, yeah, very good. Dad's Magneto from the old, the old, or not her dad, her boyfriend's Magneto from the old X Men franchise. But um, anyway, I like that idea a lot. Uh, Joel, who do you got? I chose. I let's see. Kanan went outside. I went completely inside. <laughs> I wanted the most uh, common typecast. Lauren Cohen is <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> rogue. <laughs> oh, good. that's good. Yeah, well, Maggie's I mean, she's English, but she does a damn good yeah. Southern girl, you know. Uh, for sure. She does it really well, so yeah. And I live in Georgia, so I've heard that accent a little bit. Um, there you I go. like that. I like both choices. All right, Gambit. Uh, so to go along with my choice, there'll be a reasoning why I'm <laughs> particularly picking Stranger Things actors. Um, but uh, we'll get to that, if you will. But uh, Joe Curry is my Gambit, who was uh, Steve on Stranger Things. So we got Nancy and Steve, who were a couple at once. Uh, they had great chemistry. Obviously, that didn't work out on the show. But within this, we got, I have him as Gambit and her as Rogue. This is very inspired by Boss Logic's pictures. 
of them as the characters, Definitely. and I just think they could embody them, and they would have great chemistry together uh, when they meet each other and kind of have that flirtatious type of thing. Can he do a Cajun accent? I have no idea. It's called acting, guys, so we'll have to see. Not for you guys, but for the people that are yelling at me right now in the, uh, in the <laughs> out there. Anyways, Kanan, uh, who do you have for Gambit? Uh, for Gambit, I chose uh, Taron Edgerton. That's oh. a great choice. Interesting choice. Very suave. Cute guy, yeah. too. Yeah. He's cute. Uh, Joel, who do you have as the Raging Cajun? I definitely stayed on par with what's already happened, well, currently happening or might never happen ever. I'm staying with uh, Channing Tatum. Hey, I I don't have a problem with Channing Tatum. I I think that if you went an actor his age, I would rather my dream pick, uh, which is uh, Josh Hartnett, but I still think Channing Tatum would be able to pull it off. And he's from, uh, not New Orleans, but Louisiana, so he exactly, probably yeah. can master, or get that accent out there as well. Um all right, uh, let's keep on moving. We got we got probably one of the biggest characters, and this will be – people are going to hate me for my pick, but I don't care. Um, but uh, this will be very uh, – it's a hard thing to go after Hugh Jackman. Let's just put it that way, for Wolverine. Definitely. But eventually, and especially I think now, the time period from when Logan came out to when they – if they were to introduce the X-Men in Phase 5, is plenty of time to be able to introduce a new actor playing Wolverine – I'm not going to hope that Hugh Jackman's going to come over, and I am picking Shia LaBeouf as Wolverine. Um, talk about size. You talk about acting skills. You talk about if you want to get him gruff or buff. He's done both. Uh, he can put on muscle. He's, he's stocky, and he's a damn good actor. He also will be a little bit older than all the other people I have in the cast for a reason, even though he's obviously, like, hundreds of years old or whatnot. But um, I just think that uh, he would be able to – play the role correctly, give the levels to the character, and be able to be around if Marvel can get him for multiple movies. People that hate him, I understand. I think that you guys just might not know him um, that well other than the movies that you hate him from. He, you know, Check out some of his other work. He's done some great movies since then. Uh, but, Caden, who do you have for Wolverine? Uh, this was a really tough decision because I love Hugh Jackman so much, and I'm sure people on Twitter and Facebook will probably boo me for this, but I'm picking somebody who's about to have a whole lot of free time on their hands, and that is Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. Oh. I love that idea for an older Wolverine, yeah. I I think that that's, that's a brilliant idea. If they're going to do someone older, I think Andy Lincoln would be perfect for that role. Um, Joel, who do you got? I'm going with my favorite pick for the role for a while now. Um, Tom Hardy is my choice. I don't care if he's going to be Venom. We'll see how good Venom is. If Venom's good, then maybe that's a different choice. You know, that's a different story. But um, damn it, Tom Hardy is fucking Wolverine. All right, look, I love him as as Wolverine, but you want to sabotage Venom in order to be able to get him as Wolverine. I would sabotage everything. (laughs) Sabotage Beastie Boy style. That's very selfish of you all. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding Alright let's keep on going uh, For Storm um, This was really hard And I've been watching Lost in Space um, And I'm a big fan of the remake And uh, I really mm-hmm. really like Taylor Russell from there She's I mm-hmm. think 23, 24 And uh, she already shows like The leadership concept on the show uh, The intelligence you know, the, I, you know I can do this type of thing The strong sense 
And uh, I think that she's going to do well out there anyways. And I'd like to take an actress like that and just kind of put her on a meaty role like this and see what she can do. Kanan, who do you got for Storm? Good choice. Good choice. I'm going back into the veteran pool for The Walking Dead, and I'm picking Sonequa Martin-Green. Oh, not bad. Yeah, I can see that for sure, man. Not bad, sir. Um, all right, now, Joel, who do you got? Do you got Lupita and the Wonga? You just going to say screw it with uh, Black Panther 2? No, I'm not. I <laughs> went with, I went with uh, Gugu Mbahra. Yeah. Say it again? No. You want to spell Gugu, that name? Gugu, G-U-G-U, space, and then her last name, Mbahra. <laughs> she was in uh, recently in um, the most recent, what's it called, uh, Cloverfield. Ah, okay. Recently. The main girl. She was the main actress in Cloverfield. And she's in Black Mirror. I think I've seen a picture oh, of her. Oh, yeah, so people dude. Don't know I, I know her. Hell yeah, dude. She's yeah. Beauty and the Beast. She's too. British. Right. Okay. Was, yeah, uh, man. She's beautiful, things. too. She is. But I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to sound judgmental. I just didn't know her. She's actually... I might change my choice to her. That's a good. Uh, that's a good choice. I like She's that. like an older version right, of anyways. your choice. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> all right. So our last one is our wild card, guys. And if I didn't explain the wild card before, uh, basically all of us got a wild card. So we get to pick one extra X Men character to add something to the movie. And I went with Dylan O'Brien as more uh, to be the comedy relief wow. pet concept. Um, Really give a lot of life into a character that I loved uh, from the animated series that the uh, Waltz made. Uh, good friends of the show. Uh, uh, I just think that he's a great character, and he's comedic. He can turn into other people. Maybe you can incorporate his connection with him and Mystique if you wanted to, because Marvel likes to take liberties like that. There's a lot of possibilities. Uh, Kanan, who was your wild card? You know, before we started, I said I was going to go with Kitty Pride, but I, I picked another one uh, that I actually had on the list, so I'm going to go with this. You're not allowed to. Uh, I'm going to choose. Uh, I, I'm doing it anyways. I'm going to go with Nightcrawler, and I'm and okay. for my fan cast for Nightcrawler, I'm picking Pedro Pascal. Oh, wow. that is interesting, and I think I like it. <laughs> Yeah, that that, that yeah. is good. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. All right, Joel, Pedro Pascal, uh, the Viper. Uh, what do you got? Yeah. Oh, I like that that casting a lot. Um, I did go with Kitty, and I went with um, Haley Steinfeld, who is Jewish. Kitty's Jewish. Yep. They just seem like a perfect fit. <laughs> yep, I agree, man. Um, I will say, God, I really – that Nightcrawler choice is great. I think Timothy Chalamet great. from Call Me yeah. By Your Name would be a great Nightcrawler. Uh, but that's the strategy. Oh, he would be good, too. That. Um, with my concept of being more younger. And since I said that, that's kind of going into uh, the next part, basically, is we get to talk about our plots. Um, we can name the villains, obviously, if we have to use that. And we can kind of, like, the, net, the part after that will be breaking down those individual villains. Um, my cat is going crazy. God dang it, man. Jeez, what is your problem? Anyway, sorry about that, guys. Uh, so I am going to actually pass it to someone else so I can have more time to prep for it. So, uh, Joelle, go for it. What is your plot for X-Men? <laughs> I don't really have a plot. My biggest thing with this was I wanted a throwback 
to what I grew up with. Like 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 you did, except I went a little bit older. I went with um I always managed, I always figured that the X Men from the nineties cartoon were around mid twenties, thirties. Um at least the older mutants. Uh, then you got of course the young teenaged Jubilee. But for me I just wanted a little bit of an older cast the better uh, like uh, a weathered team like they've been together a while i want them as kind of established already that's why i did i go i went instead of doing first class like, like the traditional main five i just went like we were doing the nine x-men so i wanted to do a throwback to them um so i definitely plan on having magneto in the first video um, um movie um i think he he could still fit because i do want to build i think towards the future that we do see the brotherhood uh, and I want to see other mutants from his brotherhood that I feel were never, ever fleshed out in the movies prior, uh, like they could have. Yep. And they could have even they could have even had a brotherhood movie if they played their cards right. But after you know Days of Future Past, they definitely went in a different direction than I expected. <laughs> so I went with Magneto, and my Magneto choice, like my choice for Magneto, what? Well, forget his name. Hold on, give me a second. I wrote it down. My choice for Magneto. Oh, Jason Isaacs is my choice for Magneto. I think he matches it okay. age-wise with my Professor X. So I'm like, and he's got that, he's European. So I'm like, he fits. And he's got the age. I think Jason Isaacs would be actually a really good uh, Magneto. I like it, man. Not bad. Uh, do, you have any, do you have any ideas of like um, exactly what you want to happen with Magneto and them, like meeting up or anything like that? Like any details or just Make sure it's the way that you you you, uh, you said. I have nothing specific. I'm open-minded to whatever way they do it. I do kind of want it similar to, like, the old days where, again, he's established, his brotherhood is established, and they're kind of like a terrorist group. I kind of like the way they did it in the Ultimate X-Men, uh, where they're kind of like a terrorist group. Like, when you ever yeah. say, I don't know if you ever read Ult- the Ultimate X-Men versus the Ultimates, that was one of that was an awesome comic book uh, miniseries, uh, and and the Brotherhood were the main villains in that miniseries, and they were kind of treated like that. And I want to kind of see the Brotherhood kind of like a mutant terrorist group with Magneto as cult leader. <laughs> That's great because I love the parallels of that. Because I mean, let's 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 face it. Uh, one of the things that we can't do, Magneto's going to have to be changed a lot. Uh, for this universe. Yeah. I mean, we can try to connect them to Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, but that's going to be hard by itself. Right. One thing we can't yeah. do is he can't be, you know, from... He, he wasn't a child, obviously, during the Nazis um, and World War II. And yeah, that's that going to be... There's tough. no way, age-wise, that would work out. So, to give him the concept of maybe he's influenced by stuff he hates, and he kind of picks that and molds it into a terrorist organization or... or Something like that. That, that right. I like that. It has a lot of weight to it, and it, it's something that's reflective of now, um, unfortunately. Right. But, uh, yeah, awesome concept. Um, what do you got, Kanan? Um, I would kind of like to see the – I, I kind of agree with Joel. I kind of like that the X-Men are already a group, and that includes Wolverine, um, the, and that they're not even really at war with Magneto. That, um, you know, maybe the first movie – you could have uh, Mr. Sinister be the villain. I don't have anybody saying casted for him, um, mm. but um, so. you could have Mr. Sinister be the villain and almost like have him Luke in Evans. charge of uh, who? Ooh. Yeah, not. Well, if he if we can't get Luke Evans, it's John Hamm. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, John Hamm would be good. Oh, I like that. That's really good. Sorry. So you, he, so we could have Mr. Sinister uh, be the main villain, and he, he just wants, like, domination. He doesn't care about the mutants at all. So he's not on the X-Men side. He's not on Magneto's side. And, like, he almost, uh, at the same time, he even, like, controls, like, the sen- Sentinels. Like, you know, they already have created the organization mm. against mutants. Uh, and I mean the real Sentinels, the ones from the cartoon, the ones that look like real <laughs> Sentinels. Uh, the building tall ones? <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. I mean, you got to have a real threat, man. Not them shape-shifting pieces of shit. Those, uh, you know, those but, Sentinels uh, used to hide in trees, bro. I don't know how they used to hide anywhere. It was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. but they were so... But, you know, but we're we're building this from from the from the cartoon, which is acclaimed. I mean, it would work. I think it could work uh, for yeah. the film. Um, so you know, you have Mister Sinister in charge. You know, the X Men can you know you know and the Brotherhood team up together. Um, and then at the end of that movie, you know, it could be when after they've defeated the Sentinels and Mister Sinister, then you can maybe see that Magneto, uh, you know, is plotting all. You know, that he's like, you know what? I told you, Charles, that the the humans wouldn't you know be on our side look they sent machines after us our own kind have turned on us uh you know it's not going to work and that's when their war starts um so my magneto choice um you mentioned uh, ray fines earlier i actually have him down as magneto but i also have i also have stephen lang and uh, david morrissey who played the governor in uh the walking dead um i know i know david yeah, I know David Morse is outside the box, uh, but I think he's a really good actor. He's not in a whole lot of stuff, so I think he would have time. And Stephen Lang, I mean, he, he kind of looks like Magneto you know, in a way. I mean, I know he doesn't have the German voice, uh, you know, like Fassbender can do. Um, and I didn't, you know, fan cast the entire Brotherhood, but I did, ha- I did fan cast Mystique, and my choices were uh, Natalie Dormer or uh, Charlize Theron. Um, I like Charlize Theron. I, w- I like Charlize th- too, but I think Natalie Dormer is a little bit, you know, is younger, and I think she could she could fit that role. Uh, she's a great actress. She does, you know, she's in a few movies here and there. Um, I'm not sure what her schedule is like, but I think she'd be a really good uh, mystique. Right. I like it, man. All right, questions to both of you. Uh, you don't have to have a choice if you don't have anyone. But, Joel, do you have a director in mind for your project? Oh, director. For a first X-Men? Holy crap. Oh, man, X-Men. First, uh, I got Chael Hidori Coker. He's going to direct my X-Men movie. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I'm sure that uh, he would be uh, very enthused to do that project would, for sure. I would love him uh, to do it, but I know he likes it. Heck yeah, that would be awesome. I'm down for that. Um, how about you, Caden? Do you have a director at all? Man, I gotta go with uh, Denny Villanueva. Man, he uh, he's done Arrival and Blade Runner and Sicario. I just I think he could I think he could do it, man. I think he could do a great ensemble cast. He's really good with science fiction. Uh, I think he'd be yeah, a good really choice. good with science fiction. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, why don't why don't we get Coker to to write it and then him to direct it? I like that concept. You know what I'm saying? That yep. works too, uh, yeah. I could see that happening. All right, guys. Um, 
strap in your seatbelt because I, I think oh, I can do it pretty quickly, but I got I got some ideas. Um, we go. All right, so Here my directors, go. my directors are the Duffer Brothers. Uh, they're the guys who made Stranger Things. Uh, people are going to be like, yeah. they can't handle that. Well, uh, you know, we go to the Russo Brothers. Uh, they did episodes of Community. Uh, I think they were in, they weren't the showrunner, but they were one of the main directors or something like that, the writers for it. Uh, and they also did Arrested Development. So you guys get the Stranger Things, give them a huge budget. Marvel likes to expose new upcoming talent um, and kind of right. get their concept. You would see for certain people, I couldn't cast, in my concept, this is like I said, three to four years later, phase five, and they're all younger. They're all within, right now, they're people that I picked were, uh, you know, 20 to, 20 to 25 was the age range, basically. So that would be close to 30, the younger ones more 25 during that time period, if that makes sense. Uh, I couldn't mm-hmm. pick a younger one of the original X-Men, but my concept would just start with the younger one. Uh, the reason why is because I'd love to pick the kids from Stranger Things, but they'll all be in their 20s by then. So it's mm-hmm. going to have to be new younger actors that are coming in, in three to four years that are going to be about the age 16-ish to 18, that stuff, and it'll be the original X-Men. The Iceman, Jean Grey, Beast, um, uh, Angel, and uh, Cyclops. That would be the original ones. And it would be a small intro, kind of going through Professor X teaching them. Um, the mutants have been around for a short period of time. Um, I don't really know how you incorporate the mutants. I don't know if you get Scarlet Witch to do something where she just goes crazy in the next Avengers, and then they can say that causes it. But you've got to have something where this has been around, but for some reason we've never been shown it. So it's kind of coming up. It's, it's very unknown three to four years from this, you know, when they're younger about mutants. It's more of a development that Professor X and a couple other older people were mutants, but it's, it's gotten more and more increasing by numbers, and people are getting more and more exposed by it. Um, so it would go when they're younger. You would have a scene where Jean Grey kind of talks to Professor X, and she wakes up from a, a bad dream. Professor X tries to comfort her and she says, I had a dream about the Batman, blah, 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 blah. It's actually Magneto. You wouldn't really get to see him until the end of the movie. But basically, in some part of it, he kind of almost killed uh, Charles Xavier and Jean Grey after he snapped on Charles and destroyed the building they were in. But luckily, he also saved them at the same point. uh, Something to that extent, basically. Jumps, you have an opening scene that's very similar to the first episode of Night of the Sentinels. Uh, in which uh, there is a young, uh, another one I can't cast, but same age basically, probably 18-year-old Asian actress playing Jubilee, that we don't know is Jubilee, but someone's Mm -hmm. after her. You know, there's a government organization that's trying to take her. Same concept, Sentinels come into the whole scenario right off the bat. I'm I'm with you on that, uh, Kanan. I want the Sentinels. I want the real Sentinels. And I want want the the Sentinels, that whole entire first storyline. Um, mm-hmm. So they're after her. So, X-Men man. show up. X-Men show up. It's the um, animated series lineup uh, minus Wolverine. We'll get to that. Um, they save her, and she, it sets up her for later on if she wants to come in as Jubilee. You know, they have that option for another movie. But it's just like a little nod to that to start it off with that. Um, mm-hmm. So we get the new characters. Heard, they're colored. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would have uh, Henry Peter uh, Gerich. Uh, Played by Michael C. Hall. Guy, he's the main mutator. Yeah. Guy Rich. Guy Rich. That's right. Uh, he's the main, uh, you know, liaison for the government with mutant handling. He hates mutants. Uh, he talks to Paul Reiser, who plays Bolivar Trask, who's a scientist wow. that's developing 
Master Mold. Master Mold would actually be voiced by Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen would be the voice of wow. Master Mold. Uh, Matthew Modine would be playing uh, Senator Kelly, who's also another Stranger Things actor, just like uh, Paul Reiser. Um, Senator Kelly is now working with uh, Guy Rich in order to get through the government that this is a threat. We need to get the Sentinels in order to kill, or not kill, but detain the mutant threat, basically. And pulling political stuff that's very similar to what's going on, but pointing at mutants, trying to use that narrative that they did, you know, with the civil rights movement, you know, originally that Jack Kirby and, um, and Stan Lee did. But while it's about modern stuff, so then you also have uh, Gaten Creed, played by Josh Aguera. He played Prometheus on Arrow. I think he's great. Uh-huh. Uh, he's cunning. He's, he's, a, he's a dick. He, he's kind of almost like a religious type of antic type of guy. And the reason why is because his father's actually Sabretooth. But we don't find that out. Right. So he's kind of yeah. saying that I'm looking for my, I'm looking for him. And it's kind of like he has video footage of this, this guy destroying shit. And you find out that it's David Harbour as Sabretooth, who's his father. And he's going to have connections Whoa. to uh, that. Um, and then uh, Patrick Stewart will be playing a cameo of Professor Thornton. Uh, in the next part of the movie, the X-Men find out that there's a facility called Weapon X in Canada that uh, they're trying to get mutants that are apparently being, you know, held there against their will and being tested on. And the professor is Professor Thornton, who's the one who creates Wolverine, and he's, it's cameo of uh, Professor Stewart. When they get there, it's already destroyed. It's kind of an idea that you don't know yet, but Magneto's the one who did that. Uh, him and the Brotherhood <laughs> went there, got most of the mutants, and they find out the Wolverine is there left uh, by himself in this, you know, kind of hung up. They, they didn't get him because he was too much of a pain in the ass to go get, and he's swarming around. Uh, you know, they calm him down. Jean Grey is the one who literally projects into his mind to, like, clear him up a little bit, and that relationship starts off very shortly after that. A lot of rivalry between him and Cyclops. Uh, a lot of hatred and stuff like that. The end of the movie, they finally find out about this beast gets captured, much like the actual animated series, um, and is getting held up. They go to go and save him. Morph gets killed by a sentinel in the process. The funny guy that you really get to know and like gets killed by one of those sentinels right in front of him. Or does he? Maybe maybe Mr. Sinister grabs him. We don't know. You know, uh, That's the whole entire concept. And so basically they're at the facility. Master Mold is introduced in the storyline. Uh, they're there to destroy Master Mold and put an end to this corrupt group of politicians and expose them. While they're there, Magneto shows up. So they're trying mm. to get everyone. Wolverine's now been incorporated in the group. They're trying to, to, to get all the, the people that are prisoners there and save Beast and get them the hell out. And uh, Magneto shows up and just tears shit up. Kills him, Sabretooth, and Rebecca Ferguson as Mystique uh, from Mission Impossible Ooh, Rotation show up, yeah, and they good. just decimate. They just decimate everyone. They kill every person uh, that's a government official, which is not what the X Men would do. And you get to see Magneto talk to Jean Grey. She remembers him, and everything's like full tilt. Like Professor X, Magneto, the UC partners, everything, all that's exposed. Professor X looks bad, and Magneto goes. Uh, they grab. Victor Creed grabs his son, knocks him out. Uh, they kill, they destroy Master Mold, kill off Oliver Trask and also Guy Rich, so they can't create it again. And basically, they go back to their headquarters. At the end of the movie, there is a lot of questioning um, with Professor X, but he gets them back on their side, and it goes into a possibility of them finding certain mutants 
And what's described is what would be Nightcrawler setting up the next movie for Nightcrawler, Kitty, Colossus, and a lot of other ones to join. Um, first credit scene, yeah, I thought about this too. Uh, the, the, the credit scene, we get, um, we get uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Graydon Creed waking up and his father in his face smiling and says, hello, son, and that's it. And you get to see the inside of the, the hideout. Magneto's there in the background. You know, Mystique, maybe a couple other mutants. And then he screams, and that's it. And the screen goes blank. I don't know what I have for another credit scene, but that would be my concept in my head. Um, but, yeah, that, that is my X-Men movie, basically. So, uh, you know what? Movie. I've actually been uh, – yeah, and I've actually been sitting here, like, thinking about um, ways to incorporate them within the, uh, the MCU and, and kind of the Avengers. And I was sitting here thinking, you know, they've already said that if they, you know, if they get the rights, that it's going to be a while before we see them. So we're probably going to see the, uh, the scroll invasion, uh, before we see the X-Men and a really cool, um, kind of post credit scene for that movie, or maybe even a follow-up movie, uh, would be, um, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, uh, he could be actually like coming in and talking to Mr. Sinister, uh, and, you know, he could just throw, he, he could say, you know, we started building them as a deterrent for the alien invasion, uh, but, you know, the Avengers took care of it, so we really don't have any use for it anymore. And that's when he could throw down a, a, a binder or hand the binder to Mr. Sinister, and Mr. Sinister starts flipping through, and that's when you see the, uh, the Sentinels, uh, the blueprints for the Sentinels. And, you know, Mr. Sinister just mm. said something like, don't worry, I'll handle it. And then that could lead into, um, you know, the the movie where Mr. Sinister is taken over because, you know, Thunderbolt Ross and the Avengers don't know about the X-Men uh, or the mutants. So this whole time they could really be laying low, you know, because they don't want to be found out. Yeah, uh, they don't want to be, yeah, they could just be doing stuff on the side, uh, working together. And Mr. Sinister knows. Like, he, he finds out and he just realizes there's a threat under our nose that's been here this whole time. They're much more dangerous than any uh, aliens, and then he takes over the Sentinel program uh, to to track them down. And you know that would be, you know, I feel like that'd be a really cool post credit scene. Be long, that would be that. awesome. Not bad. I, I like it a lot. I think for me with the X Men series, if I could do it, my first one would be the Sentinels and more of the government and kind of building up the Brotherhood. The second movie would be the Brotherhood. The third one would be Mister Sinister. And if they get to the fourth movie, which they probably would, it would be Apocalypse. And we'll try that <laughs> a little bit later in the right Will we do it? That. <laughs> and I would love I, I a crossover that... event like Onslaught with involving both the X-Men and the Avengers when, you know, they could do the same scenario. Professor X goes insane because he just, uh, you know, paralyzed Magneto and then becomes Onslaught and they have to attack him and all that type of stuff. What are you going to say, Kanan? Oh, I was going to say, I think that, I mean, I think that that would work, you know, the government program with the Sentinels. I just feel like fans would probably want somebody, um, you know, we already got robbed of Mr. Sinister because he was talked about in the, uh, yeah. uh, in the, in the yep. Logan movie, you know, his, and then he was teased in, uh, the last X-Men movie or, you know, leading into it. We're not going to, so we're not going to get him in those. And Deadpool and too. I, yeah, and, and I just feel like – and yeah, I mean, he could still be an X-Force villain. So, I mean, there's a, there's a possibility we still see him, and then they don't have to use him for the X-Men movie. But I just feel like, you know, he's been teased so much that 
He doesn't have to be the, uh, you know, I feel like we need a really good villain. And, you know, Mr. Sinister can be that villain to, to tear apart the, the bond. You know, I think that'd be really cool to see the first movie that Magneto and, and professor and, and Charles really are brothers. Like everybody's getting along. They're doing their own thing. They're not torn. And then you had this guy come in and rip them apart. Uh, these Sentinels have just went in, and you could even have, uh, you know, you could, I mean, have a huge just death like the first movie in. You know, like Beast gets killed or somebody, or, or one of the Brotherhood gets killed, and that's when you just have Magneto just say, I told you, I knew this wasn't going to work. And then you get that real hatred uh, between them uh, that tears them apart. And I think fans, you know, we don't need a whole origin story uh, but I think it'd be really cool to see them really just this tight knit family, and then just have something just just rip them apart, and then just their pure hatred. And then the next movie you have the Brotherhood, and I mean you just have Magneto fully unleashed, just you know uh, no holds barred. He's taking everybody out. He's he's against mutants that don't want to be on his side. He's got a war against the humans, uh, and, and then just build from there. Absolutely. No, I like that. Didn't I? Uh, you know, it's, I, I don't think I mentioned, but my, you, you said the name of the person I get to play Magneto, and that's Stephen Lang. I think that he would be perfect for that role. Um, and I, I kind of now want to take my scenario, but add Mr. Sinister as one of those government guys that's kind of snooping around in all of it, the whole entire movie, you know, pretending to be one thing, and then the audience finds out he's Mr. Sinister at the end of it doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I actually think that that would be really cool. Whether it's John Hamm or Luke Evans, I like both those choices. Um, Joel, did you have any other kind of things to throw out there? Any, any? No, I really like a lot of. No, Shut I up. mean I like a lot of what you guys are talking about. So I kind I'll go with that and use my cast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean that's that's a good point. I, I like that because you guys kind of did the older cast. I did the younger one. Well, not the older, but you understand what I'm saying, you know. Uh, yeah, like I'm going for more like the the kid actors of today, you know, in their 20s. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell do they call those style movies? Um, teen? No, uh, no, YA. Uh, young adult. YA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. YA. Yeah, yeah. Well, those, those type of actors, giving it to a director that's used to that, well, two directors that's used to that, and kind of just going from there. But, uh, I love all the concepts, man. I really hope, for God's sake, that something happens and, you know, they go with Fox giving their properties to Disney or there's some type of legal thing that happens in the process where Disney's able to acquire the rights uh, to – because I just don't understand. We can kind of talk about that because we have, we have plenty of time and we're going to be wrapping this up way earlier than we uh, thought. But um, yeah. I don't understand legally how if – you have the main company of Marvel, who's owned by Disney. Uh, they own the rights mm-hmm. to the X-Men. They just don't own the cinematic rights to the X-Men. They did, Fox didn't even own the television rights. They had to get that approved by Marvel. So how the hell is Fox able to sell the film rights to, to another company of a property they don't own, technically, is what I would like to know. Kanan, do you have any idea about that? I'm not expecting anyone to have yes. an answer more. Yes, I, I've looked into this. There are a lot of people that think that the rights would go. Uh, now, it depends on how Comcast handles it if they were to get control. If Comcast were to absorb Fox and remove it completely as a studio and, and put everything under a Universal's umbrella, 
then the rights would go back to uh, Marvel because uh, Comcast would then be using Universal, which is another studio. If Comcast buys Fox but keeps Fox running as an entity, uh, then the rights would stay because Fox technically is still in operation. Um, okay. If, so it would be yeah. the same for like Verizon. If Verizon bought Fox, um, then Fox would still be there. Fox is not going anywhere. Whereas when uh, you know if Disney buys them, of course you know they're they're going to own the rights and then they can do with it whatever they want to. But that that's the scenario that that I've heard. Um, if Comcast buys them, uh, I don't know how interested you know Comcast really is in to the Marvel characters. But people, as they, as they as just as want time, they want. The whole library. They want to be able to make a streaming network with everything, basically. Yeah, they really they want the rights the to Hulu, and uh, they really want the rights yep. to Hulu and the rights to Sky Sports. Um, so if they got those, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that no matter what, I, I still feel like but, the rights would go back to Marvel. But you know, you never know what they're going to do. This is this is the same company no that said dick bags about the Hulk. You know, letting them do like how the heck does that work? Because they haven't been allowed, or Marvel, Disney, hasn't been able to allow to make Namor movies or Hulk solo movies because of Universal. I think it's more because Disney doesn't want to pay them at all, so they refuse to just give them the the, like, the opportunity to get money from them by making movies with their names on it. I think that's... that's but if they're not doing anything, like. how does it not revert back to them? It's so weird how legally all this shit... That is weird. Work. They haven't done shit with Namor. I don't know how they're they're able to keep him for as long as they have. Well, what we're saying is though, people, Geek Eyes Nation, if you will, we're all we're all hoping that the X Men goes home. And we gave you right. great casting, mm-hmm. I think. I think a damn good casting, mm-hmm. if you will. Um yeah. uh, of what they could do with the X Men and also some, some plot stuff, some story stuff of how they can incorporate it. Man, dude, could you imagine if Christopher Nolan had an X-Men film or an event X-Men film? That shit would be fucking crazy. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm just saying it would be. That just popped in my head. Um, right. All right, to wrap up, here comes the interactive part. So you guys got a uh, little taste of all of our ideas. Um, after I get done with this, I'm going to go post on Facebook, and um, Kane's going to do something similar on Twitter. But we want to know which one you guys like the most out of our cast. So in order to make it easier to wrap it up so you guys don't have to go back in the podcast, uh, all of us are going to list the uh, 11 people that we cast. Um, And then you guys pick which one you like the most. Uh, Incorporate, obviously, any type of storyline development that any of us said for our projects within your decision-making. And then come up with what you guys would like to see out of those 11 characters. Ten that we listed, and then one that's a wild card. And, and interact with us. Let us know what, what you think. Maybe you guys have better choices. Probably not as good as mine. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Maybe you do. I'm, I'm just kidding. All right. So, uh, just real quick. Once again, my choices were Mark Strong as Professor X, uh, uh, Dakri Montgomery as Cyclops, uh, Daisy Ridley as Jean Grey, Ansel Elgort as Iceman, John Boyega as Beast, Alexander Ludwig as Angel, uh, Natalia Dyer as Rogue, Joe Curry as Gambit, Shia LaBeouf as Wolverine, Taylor Russell as Storm, uh, until I chose, uh, you know, um, Joel's choice. Just kidding. And uh, my <laughs> more 
my wild card is more for the comedic relief, and that's Dylan O'Brien. Caden, um, what was yours again? Uh, my Professor X, I had uh, Mark Strong as well. Uh, my Cyclops, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I know I had three choices, but I'm going to go with just one. I'm going to pick Sam Claflin as Cyclops. I like that. My Jean Grey, I'm going to go with Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, my, I'm gonna go. I, I mean, I don't remember the order we went in at first, so I'll just go with what I have. Uh, my Storm, I had Sonequa Martin Green. Uh, Iceman, I'm gonna go with Dave Franco. I really like Dylan O'Brien, but uh, Joel seems to like him a lot, so I'm gonna go with Dave Franco for my Iceman. Uh, Wolverine, I'm uh, Wolverine. I'm gonna go with Carl Andrew Lincoln. Carl Andrew <laughs> Yeah, Carl. He'd be like, Jubilee, Jubilee. Now, uh, <laughs> my rogue, I had uh, Alicia Vikander. A gambit, I had uh, Taryn Edgerton. Uh, who else did I have here? Oh, my angel, I had Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan, I had Angel Beast, I had Andy Circus. Uh, my Magneto, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Ray Fiennes and my Mystique. I really like Stephen Lang as Magneto, but I'm going to... That's, that's a hard choice. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping them. Okay. Then, uh, in my Mystique, I'm going to go with Natalie Dormer. Did I miss, did I miss one? I think I got it. Yeah, oh, you're 11. Who's your wild card? Yeah, Pedro Pascal is Nightcrawler. That's right. That's right. Such an interesting concept, man. I like that. I'm fascinated. Uh, I could see it. All right, <laughs> Joel. All right. Um, my Professor X was Ray Fine. Uh, my Wolverine was Tom Hardy. My Cyclops was Army Hammer. My Jean Grey was Bryce Dallas Howard. My Storm was Gugu and Bahara. My Beast was Jordan Peele. My Rogue was Lauren Cohen. My Gambit was Shannon Tatum. My Jubilee was Ellen Wong. Oh, wait, we're not doing that. She's still on my list. Pause. <laughs> uh, and my Angel is Justin Hartley. Um, my Iceman is Dylan O'Brien. My Wild Card was Kitty Pride and turned into uh, Haley Steinfeld. And my villain was ended up being Magneto, and Jason Isaac was my choice for uh, Magneto. Yeah, and like I said, Stephen Lang was definitely my choice for Magneto. This has been a lot of fun. I'll definitely say that. I'm I'm intrigued uh, with our first episode of The Casting Couch, which has nothing to do with casting couches that you'd normally see on Mars. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys enjoyed it, okay. definitely let us know. Uh, I think that unless some big news happens, we'll probably do this again next month around the same time, and we're going to try to do the DC TVU, uh, basically casting – uh, Batwoman, who's you know someone that's coming to Arrow. Uh, Batman, who has potential to come to Titans, and a lot of the uh, the last couple main big characters that they haven't cast in either the television multiverse or potentially on the streaming service. So that'll be a lot of fun. Think John Stewart, Hal Jordan, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Lex Luthor. We'll make a list. We'll check it twice, and I'm sure we're all naughty and not nice. Um, but anyways, I guess that wraps up. A great episode, I think, of the Casting Couch. Um, 
Before I leave, yeah. I just want to thank the two, uh, you know, co-hosts, if you will. Uh, first, Kanan, thank you, sir, for joining the show. Hope you had a great time, and say goodbye to our wonderful audience. And any type of announcements you got to make? Uh, plug, yes, Kanan, uh, plug. It, it, plug, yes, it was, uh, it was a great episode. Uh, it really flew by. Uh, I wish we had uh, a little bit more to talk about, but we really covered everything that we were going to. Um, if anybody gets a chance, go to... Uh, movie tees, M-O-V-I-T-E-S dot com. Uh, they got some really great uh, apparel, and if you use code G-B-N, uh, you save 10%. Uh, they've, they've been really good at uh, kind of help uh, sponsor and promote us on Twitter. And please, if you're not following us on Twitter, go to at Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, we're on uh, YouTube at Geek Vibes Nation, and you can also find us on iTunes at Geek Vibes Nation. So we have a lot of shows. Uh, this is just one of many. Uh, so, yes, mm. please uh, check us out and uh, let us know either on Facebook or Twitter uh, what you think. All right, Joel, thank you for joining us. Say whatever you have to say and then shut the fuck up. Jesus. Uh, I, I plan to. I plan to. Uh, I, I want to say thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the night. It was a really good show. Um, it did go quicker than I expected, but it's not a bad thing. You know, we always do these damn two-hour episodes. It's good to sometimes keep it under an hour. So it's an easy listen, you know. So that's not a bad thing. Um, good show today, though. Um, I, I guess we're going to – are we putting our choices on, on Facebook, on Twitter? Is that what we're doing? How is that working out? Yeah, I'm going to promote yeah. it on Twitter and just kind of let them know, hey, you know, you know, listen, give us your feedback. These are who we ch- who we chose, and okay. um, yeah, and then go from there see what they think. Okay. And I'm gonna make a poll on Facebook, basically, with the three choices, and we can um, you guys both afterwards message me your picks, and I'll kind of list all of them so people can reference it on the main post. You got it. All right. Well, that wraps up another. Well, no, not another. Uh, the first episode of Geek Castle Couch. Guys, Sunday, we got a big show, Sunday. Geek Vibes Live, man. Uh, all I have to say is, yeah, we're going to be going over the Halloween trailer, which was amazing, and just a bunch of other stuff, so definitely be so checking much. that out. And I also, you can check out me on Wednesday nights at 7 for Rest of Geeks Alliance. We also have Full Court Press on Tuesdays and Thursdays. we got so many shows. We've got the Top move. 10 show tomorrow night. So much stuff, so much amazingness. And that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. Just go, go, set, go. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.